0: Welcome to the Thrifty Titans Podcast, your ultimate destination for razor-sharp brand building and media insights. We bring you the wisdom of the most badass founders, media mavericks, indie hackers, and content creators in the whole wide world and help you grow your business and your audience without losing your mind or breaking the bank. Join the ranks of the Thrifty Titans and together... Let's build something extraordinary. On this week's episode, I have Parul Bhargava with me. Parul is the co-founder and CEO of V Commission, which is one of India's leading affiliate network. And it delivers performance on web and mobile to advertisers around the world through its growing network of publishers. Parul has been an entrepreneur for over a decade now and is one of the country's four more experts when it comes to affiliate marketing, managing affiliate campaigns, and digital media. Welcome to the show, Parul.
1: Thank you, Zekert, and hello to all your viewers and listeners.
0: Parul, let's really dig into this. When is the right time for a first-time founder? to start considering affiliate marketing as a part of his company's growth strategy?
1: I think that's a very good question and something that I juggle with, almo- juggle and struggle with almost every day. Because mm-hmm. in all honesty and in all appreciation, we are seen as magic makers and sometimes right. even the newbie Or early stage entrepreneurs do come to us and ask how performance marketing and affiliate marketing can help them and they can only spend when they get ROI. So I think this is a very big myth that people or a misconception that people don't really understand performance marketing or affiliate marketing as a marketing channel itself. So it has the same risks. It has it needs the same funnel it needs the same research it needs the same feedback that you would give to any other marketing channel so i would say any entrepreneur any business whether they are they are early stage or they are mid-stage or they are established affiliate marketing can work for everyone as long as you know the funnel and as long as you have the expectations right especially in the e-commerce industry i'll just give an example of that so yeah. if you know you're looking at affiliate marketing to begin with you have to understand that affiliate marketing can give your business a bump of about 20% So it's not that you are just starting your store or you're just starting a website and you come to any affiliate network or any affiliate and say that, hey, we want to start with performance marketing, we want to start with affiliate marketing, because we can only pay per sale, which is absolutely fine. But then they come with unrealistic expectations saying, oh, no, I think we should do about 100 orders in a month or 100 orders in a day. So I think That's what the clear differentiator or the clear crux is. Affiliate marketing is a very beautiful concept. Obviously, I'm always an advocate for it. I've been in this space for a decade and a half, an industry that is very close to my heart. So affiliate marketing can work for everyone, but you should know your funnel, you should have your expectations.
0: What are some of the most common misconceptions that you see founders have about affiliate marketing and its impact on their business?
1: So the first misconception is that if they just give us a URL, we can blast it out to, I don't know, the internet and the sales will start flowing in as dramatically as I put it. That's really the expectation. Second myth is, or the second misconception is that Tracking in our domain is underrated and it can be done away with if we are just getting the right URLs. I don't think that's the right approach to go about it. Tracking and the correct technical implementation to deliver the goal that the business demands from performance marketing is very important we just cannot rely on an external tool even if it is google analytics i need to see the whole journey from the click to sale in my dashboard to be able to optimize it according to the goal that i am committing to you so i think what is again a very important point that is misunderstood a third important point, also, sometimes that people either sideline or don't understand well, is pricing the affiliate marketing campaign. Like when we are loading up a campaign on any other DSP or platform, we bid real time, we accept what rates are given to us. But while we are checking out affiliate marketing or planning an affiliate marketing campaign, we start to get into our PNLs rather than what is the traffic cost what is my conversion rate and what is the cost per acquisition is going to be so the whole metric of this is my profit i can give you 20 percent of my profit versus my cost per acquisition on another external channel is x and i'm willing to give you x is something that is that's a conversation that's very underrated especially in new businesses
0: How should a founder really go about strategizing their affiliate marketing efforts?
1: So what I recommend is every new business or every marketer while starting off with affiliate marketing, they should at least have an experience of running an advertising campaign even on on search or social media wherever themselves. they should know how much a click costs they should know what are their conversion rates they should know how or in how many click throws is the person landing to the checkout page what are people actually ordering for on the website if there is a certain split between let's say cod or prepaid why is that or if there are dropouts from checkout page or there are abandoned carts they should know why you know they exist Once you have your funnel ready, you understand how a consumer behaves when he lands onto your website through a paid channel. I'm not talking about organic particularly here, but you should know how someone behaves on your own website through a paid channel. You will be able to gauge what... You know, even for performance marketing, how a marketing campaign should perform for you rather than right. having unrealistic expectations, rather than putting pressure on affiliates to deliver something that possibly they can't deliver.
0: Then how would you recommend founders pick their affiliates?
1: I think founders now and businesses now are very smart and they are picking content creators or media according to what their niche and industry is so enough has been said and done about what particular media works better for which niche or which kind of vertical so I think they are very smart in doing that however I feel when and a business is starting with an affiliate marketing campaign or a performance marketing campaign, they should also be very sure of the mix that they want from branding to ROI. Obviously, they pay on ROI alone in a performance marketing campaign or an affiliate campaign, whatever it might be, it could be a lead, it could be a sale, it could be registration, it could be an app download, whatever that is. However, initially it should be a very good mix so they need eyeballs as well as those goals even if you're paying a little bit higher for that goals but goal but you're getting that visibility and eyeballs and initial traffic that you need push from i think they should definitely focus on that
0: got it and when it comes to the metrics because i'm sure when it comes to performance or affiliates marketers or founders are all about the metrics What are the metrics that you recommend founders or marketers track when it comes to affiliates, especially their first affiliate campaign? Let's say there is really no benchmark for them about adoption or conversion from these sorts of campaigns.
1: So I would recommend them to be open minded. It's not necessary that you just be hell bent on running a sales campaign. For example, if I have, let's say a very random example, I have a mobile application for some game and obviously I will make money when there are in-app purchases as a business. Now, if I be hell bent on, I will do a rev share campaign only with the affiliate and I will pay the affiliate or influencer or marketer only when I'm getting an in-app purchase. I think that would be a very restrictive way of looking at it. However, you make your own funnel that in these many installs, these are the registrations that I get this percentage of first Maybe free play or first place what I get and then get, then I get a deposit and then my LTV is of about X amount and Thanks. so to get initial traction and to reach that first milestone of let's say a 10,000 downloads or something I'm willing to pay some amount per download so that I see this media. I will solve multiple intentions, multiple objectives through through this campaign. Number one, I will have Play Store rating. I will have people installing my campaign. I will know the paid media funnel better as if when someone is coming from a paid channel, how are they reacting on my app? What is my exact LTV from organic versus paid? And then paid also loops in organic. It it attracts organic as well. So initially, it has to be that route.
0: When it comes to the affiliate marketing space, specifically in newly emerging sectors like D2C and SaaS, there's also a lot of competition with a lot of similar players coming up. And all of them are vying for attention from a limited number of publishers a limited number of creators you spoke about the kinds of models that generally work revshare share versus paying sometimes for the visibility what are some of the industry advice that you offer to founders about how to stand out within slightly competitive markets and attract top performing affiliates especially if they're starting out and are a bit wet behind the ear really
1: So interestingly, what I see is when new D2C founders and new SaaS founders are starting up, they start in a model called or the maximum traction that they get is out of a model called cost per acquisition. It is not a rev share. It's not a percentage of what the user is depositing. But it's mostly, for example, if one month or one week of my software is X, for that, I'm ready to pay the affiliate Forex. There right. are so many new D2C founders who have done this. Now they're unicorns. And there are so many new and established SaaS players and software companies that still do this. I think this is a very, uh, though it obviously it is a very risky way of doing things because I'm sure that they know their LTV better. Right but right. i think it's a very innovative way of bringing in a consumer by luring him especially in price sensitive markets and they should be sure that once a consumer becomes my customer i have all the means to retain him
0: right and does that also then mean as companies mature whether be it in the d2c space or saas space they should relook at their affiliate marketing, the value proposition of their affiliate marketing efforts?
1: No, I think at any stage, there should always be experimentation on different ways of running a marketing campaign because though affiliate marketing or though performance marketing and very ROI based, but still different commission models and different iterations in our industry also bring amazingly different results. So I feel even if you are a big brand, established brand, you should revisit or bring new innovation into a campaign every six months. And if you are a new company or a new business starting with this model, do not alter the business for at least a quarter to know the results because... The big companies or the established businesses work in a different way where they want to run the same campaign for years and years. The yeah. new entrants, they try to play around with everything every month, sometimes even every week. That this week we'll give you this payout, next week we'll give you this payout. Now we want yeah. this landing page, then we want that landing page. So I think yeah. that also creates a lot of disturbance for anyone who's trying to run performance marketing. If you are running a campaign, the age or the minimum age that you want the campaign's performance to actually start talking to you is three months. We start right. optimizing in about three weeks. In about two to three weeks, we start optimizing. But for the campaign to mature, it takes three months.
0: And what are the indicators for you personally that this campaign has really matured?
1: For me, conversion rates.
0: Got it. And what is generally the window for conversion rates after maturing?
1: It depends uh, absolutely on the media that you're running on and what your funnel is. Honestly, I've seen, especially with influencer and blogger space, I've seen conversion rates as high as 60% also. And it doesn't matter that it needs to be a mature campaign. It needs to be right when you're starting as well, depending on how you are pricing the campaign and how targeted the audience is. And I've seen conversion rates as low as 0.001% also when it just doesn't convert. It's just that we need to price it well. We need to take it to the right target audience and the conversion rates should be in line to what the organic
0: conversion rates are. No worries. My last question, Parul, was for content creators. How does a content creator become a good affiliate without being labeled as a sellout? Very
1: interesting question i think integrating the product that you're selling very subtly into your content and not contradicting it in the coming content that you produce so there are a few content creators that i follow and sometimes that they say that this is one product that i use every day and this is a part of my regime and it's a sponsored product and then after 5 days for the same concern they are talking about another product and after a month they are talking about another product so I think this just confuses the audience so much and it's very out and out obvious that you are just trying to do a paid partnership without even knowing what we are doing so I feel if we have to try to deliver maximum sales without being labeled as a sellout it should be to integrate it in a way where you tell your audience honestly that I have been only using it for about whatever a week or 10 days I received this product and this was my honest feedback and only post positive feedback I'm not saying go anti-brand and if you receive a product you even start talking bad about the product that you don't like but at least use the product that you get give honest opinion discard and politely decline the product that you don't like by saying that hey thanks for this but I don't think I want to do that so right. I think that that should be the ideal way to go about it
0: lovely and on that insightful note guys it's a wrap thank you so much for being on the show I really appreciated you taking time out thank you. Okay, guys, see you next week on the next episode of the U Incorporated podcast. See ya. Thank you for joining us on the Thrifty Items podcast. I sincerely hope we were able to bring you one step closer to building and growing your venture. If you found our show useful, remember to follow, rate, and review us on Spotify and Apple podcasts and share our episodes far and wide. It means the world to me and my team. Follow us on LinkedIn and Instagram. And don't forget to sign up for our free newsletter at join.thriftytitans.co. We have all the links available in our show notes. Welcome again to the ranks of the Thrifty Titans tribe. We're really excited to have you on board.